Welcome to the Finding Clarity podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Hi folks, this is George. We're going to be looking at another question here on the Finding Clarity podcast. You know that we have this podcast to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life, and especially a question that you might not get an answer for if you're just listening to a normal message or even if you're listening to a Sunday school lesson or, or as a part of a Bible study. And that's especially true today with the question that we're going to be wrestling with. In fact, it's a topic that, well, to be honest with you, I haven't, in the 21 years of being here as pastor, I haven't done a lot of teaching on. Some of that has been purposeful on my part, and that's because I typically teach through books of the Bible. But we have taught on it as we've gotten through the epistles and we've looked at what Paul's teaching was concerning this topic. But someone raised this question to me a couple of months ago with regards to something that they heard on the TV. And it was a pretty significant question that I thought that we would need to answer. So that's what episode 142 is going to be about. It's going to be about this question. So let me give you a little background. This person was watching somebody on the TV, a televangelist, and the pastor on TV had said that if you're not giving your full tithe to the Lord, you're not tithing at all. So do you understand what he's saying? If you're not giving your full 10% to the Lord, you're not tithing at all. So then the question was, what if your circumstance doesn't allow you to give your full tithe. Is that acceptable to the Lord? So I answered this person, their question briefly, but as we reintroduced the Finding Clarity podcast here at the church, I thought that I would need to answer this question for all of the church family and for those who are listening to the podcast wherever you might be. Because I think this is a pretty significant issue that needs to be discussed because you might hear somebody say something like that on the TV and you're not sure what to do with it. Do you accept what he's saying or do you understand what the Bible says? And so here is the question we're going to wrestle with. What if I can't give my full tithe? What if I can't give my full tithe? Now here's how we're going to approach it. Okay, so we're first of all, we're going to talk about confusion and guilt because there's a lot of confusion and a lot of guilt among believers today in the church concerning this whole issue of tithing and giving. Then as we're going to look at the scripture, we're going to look at tithing in the Old Testament, going to make some observations there, going to point out to you how tithing and, and with whom the issue of tithing is presented in the Old Testament. And then we're going to talk about tithing and giving in the New Testament. What does the New Testament teach? What was the apostles teaching? What did Jesus say about the whole issue in the New Testament? And then, of course, we're going to wrap it up with a conclusion as I 
answer the question once and for all for you folks. So let's look at this together and let's talk, first of all, about confusion and guilt. The first thing I want to point out is this. The issue of money and church has become confusing. So the whole issue of money and church, especially in our modern age, has really become confusing. So you could turn on the TV and listen to one guy and he is waxing eloquent or he is preaching and he is telling you that you need to do this. And if you're not, that's not good with you and your relationship with the Lord. But then you might come, well, like for our church, and we never talk about the issue. So it's kind of confusing out there about the whole issue of money and church. Now, you have to understand, at the heart of this issue is a reality. Now, what is that reality? Here it is. There is an ongoing need for money to do ministry. There is an ongoing need for money to do ministry. Ministry takes money. Operating ministries, purchasing programs, purchasing books, heating a building, upkeep of a building, paying a pastor, paying those who do service in the church, all of that requires funds. And you have to have a source of income for the funds. And so therefore, some ministries, especially if they're bigger, will speak and talk about giving or specifically tithing a lot. So that is where we have a problem. Why? Because this creates an atmosphere for unbiblical teaching. Unbiblical teaching. Like what? Well, for instance, like this pastor saying that if you're not giving your full tithe, you're not tithing at all. That's pretty unbiblical. And we're going to see why here in a moment as we look at tithing in the Old Testament and we look at it in with regards to the New Testament. Here's some more bad teaching through the years. I've heard this personally. If you don't give your tithe, God's going to get it from you anyhow. How? God will blow up your engine while you're on the bypass, give you four flat tires. Your heater will go out in the middle of the winter, and so therefore you're going to spend money on those issues because God's going to get your tithe from you. So, all of this, can I be honest with you, are the methods that are used to get you to tithe. But the problem is it's unbiblical. Why? Two reasons why. This teaching diminishes the nature of God and his actions towards his children. What do you mean it diminishes the nature of God and his actions? Well, when you operate with a concept that if I don't tithe, God's going to get it from me anyhow, that means you're operating under fear because you're afraid that God is going to take you, well, should we say proverbially, to the woodshed because you're being, quote, disobedient to the Lord. And he is displeased with you about this one issue. So therefore, all these problems happen. So it diminishes your perspective of the loving Heavenly Father. 
And, and so you begin to create in your mind. It's almost anti-gospel because the gospel says you are accepted to the Lord, not because of what you've done or haven't done, but because of what Jesus has done. Your acceptance is because of what Jesus has done, not what you are doing or not doing. So it diminishes the nature of God. Now, here's the other problem with this unbiblical teaching. The end result is twofold. For some, the end result is guilt. And for others, the end result is anger concerning the issue of giving. So for some, the issue is, I haven't given enough. Well, I had this need, and I had to meet this need, so therefore, because I had this need, I wasn't able to give my tithe, which God requires from me. Now God's going to get me because I haven't done this. And you feel guilty. Or you feel angry. So therefore, have you ever met people? I meet them all the time. All you guys ever talk about is money. Money, money, money. All you want from me is money. That's what the church is about. It's all about money. Money, money, money. And so you sense the anger there. And it's all concerning what I would say is unbiblical teaching. Now, that's what we see here. We see an atmosphere of confusion and guilt. So let's get into the issue of what the Bible says. So I'm just going to give you an overview of both the Old Testament and the New Testament in a brief way. We could spend a lot more time on this, but what I'm going to present to you in a nutshell is the premise that will hopefully set you free to give as a grace. So let's look at this together. First of all, let's talk about tithing in the Old Testament. Tithe first appears with the issue of Abraham in the book of Genesis. Now here's what I want you to see. The word tithe means a tenth. You probably already knew that. You've probably already heard a pastor teach you that, that when you tithe, you give a tenth of your income. Some will be so bold as to say a tenth of your gross income, not your net. A tithe is a tenth, or the first fruits of what God has given you. And I mentioned it shows up, first of all, in Genesis. Genesis chapter 14, verses 17 through 21. Abraham is returning from defeating the kings of the east and rescuing Lot and those who were from Sodom. And he has spoil. He is met by the king of Salem, Melchizedek, and he gives a tenth after receiving refreshment and a blessing from Melchizedek, the priest of the Most High God. He gives a tenth willingly and freely of his spoil to this priestly king, priest of the Most High God. And so we first see the issue of tithing there. It's done freely, and it's given as a result of the blessing that he has received. Now, when you proceed a little bit further into the Old Testament, especially into the issue of Exodus Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the Mosaic law required the children of Israel to tithe. So you're going to see, especially in Leviticus, you're going to see commandments concerning what they were to tithe. They were to tithe of their first fruits. They were to give a tithe, a grain offering, a tithe of their grain to the Lord and bring that to the tabernacle and then ultimately later to the temple. So the tithing was 
part of God's pattern of process to bring support to the Jewish temple services. And so they were required to do this. Now, the next thing I want you to see, though, is, is that you also have to recognize that there are other passages in the Old Testament that talk about their offerings. But they're not positive or as a command. They're actually negative or as a judgment. What do you mean? Well, the prophets proclaimed the rejection of Israel's offering because their hearts were not right. Listen to what Amos writes in Amos chapter 5, verse 21 through 27. I hate, I despise your feast days. I do not savor your sacred assemblies. Though you offer me burnt offerings and your grain offerings, I will not accept them, nor will I regard your fattened peace offerings. Take away from me the noise of your songs, for I will not hear the melody of your stringed instruments. But let justice run down like water, and righteousness like a mighty stream. Did you not offer me sacrifices and offerings in the wilderness forty years, O house of Israel? You also carried Shekuth your king, and Chion your idols, the star of your gods, which you made for yourselves. Therefore I will send you into captivity beyond Damascus, says the Lord, whose name is the God of hosts. Here we see very clearly a prophecy concerning condemnation and judgment, because even though they were making offerings, he's saying, you also had these false gods that you made with your own hands and you were serving them as you gave me that which I required. And I mean, he uses a pretty powerful word here. I hate, I despise. God had no room for their offerings. It had to be from the heart, but theirs weren't because their hearts were divided as they were serving other gods. So that brings me to two points I want to make as we close this section on tithing in the Old Testament. Most teaching today on tithing and giving focuses on the Old Testament. So next time you listen to some teaching about the whole issue of tithing or the whole issue of giving, Notice that most of the references, most of the teaching will come from the Old Testament. That's where most of the teaching is. Now, there's a reason why. Because the Old Testament required it of Israel to tithe, but they were to do it from their hearts. Yet, this brings me to my second point. That teaching tends to be selective concerning the nature of tithing. What do you mean selective, George? Well, that teaching tends to focus on you giving of your financial income. Whereas when you look at the, the issue of tithing in the Old Testament, especially with the Mosaic Law, it was a tithe of everything, of their first fruits. So you would give you had a garden in the back and you had an overabundance of tomatoes, that year you would give God a tithe, a tenth of your tomatoes to the Lord. You would bring that to the tabernacle or to the temple. Now, I've, have you noticed that in church, 
We don't have big baskets lined up against the wall for you to bring your tithe of your produce from your homes. That's not what we're looking for when we're in church, is it? So the teaching tends to be selective, focused on the whole issue of giving financially, not with reference to everything. And that's because why? Ultimately, it was given to Israel to be in support of the temple system. Now, that brings us to the whole issue of what does the New Testament teach about tithing and giving. And that's really where you and I as believers in Jesus Christ need to be, not with what was given to Israel. And I'm going to explain why here in a moment, but with regards to what the teaching is right now in the church today. So first thing I want you to notice is this. When you read through the New Testament, that is both the Gospels into the book of Acts as well as to the epistles, you're going to see that there is a noticeable shift in the New Testament. A noticeable shift. Why? You're going to see that when it talks about tithe or tithes, really there are only three books that mention that. There is the references of Jesus with regards to that, but it's also mentioned in Hebrews with regards to the tithes of Abraham, or should I say the tithes of Levi through Abraham to Melchizedek. We'll not discuss the issue of what the importance was with Melchizedek in the book of Hebrews. That has no bearing on our discussion here. However, let's focus on Jesus for a moment. Jesus speaks of tithing in judgment passages against the Pharisees. So take a look at Matthew 23, 23, Luke chapter 11, verse 42, as well as Luke chapter 18, verse 12. There he is pronouncing judgment on the Pharisees because here they are, they're tithing, tithing of their spices, but yet they ignore the weightier matters of the law, the weightier matters of what really God is concerned with. So they're judgment passages. Also, he gives the illustration of the Pharisee and the publican who are in the temple. The publican can't look up, but the Pharisee sits there and he's bragging about what he is doing and how righteous he is, and he talks about his tithing. But the publican beats his breast not looking up and says, have mercy on a sinner like me. So when the issue of tithing is brought up by Jesus, it's always in a negative sense with regards to the self-righteous acts of the Pharisees. So that brings me to another point that I need you to understand. The followers of Jesus Christ are free from the requirements of the Mosaic law. Now, I remember I told you that it was very clearly laid out in Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, concerning the issue of tithing. And it was in support of the temple system. It was a part of their what they needed to live by. Now, when you come to the New Testament, the reality is the teaching of the apostles especially the Apostle Paul, is that you and I have been freed from the law. And that was a discussion in the early church. It was actually the reason for the whole first church council that met 
in Jerusalem was concerning what would be required of the Jews to do. Do they need to keep the law? And so I want to share with you Acts chapter 15, verse 28 to 29, what they wrote, what the apostles wrote to the churches concerning the whole issue of keeping the law. And here's what they wrote, verse 28, For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things that you abstain from things offered to idols from blood and from things strangled and from sexual immorality. If you keep yourselves from these, you do well. Now, when you read that passage in Acts 15, the whole argument was whether or not Gentile believers, which is mainly you and I folks today, needed to keep the law. And part of that law is the whole issue of tithing. And notice, they didn't include that in their instructions. So what you're going to see, I remember I told you there's a noticeable shift in the New Testament. The epistles focus on the issue of giving rather than tithing. So the whole issue of giving is brought to the forefront. Free will giving on the part of an individual. And so you're going to see some teaching concerning that in 1 Corinthians, followed up with some more teaching of that in 2 Corinthians. And that's where I want to spend the rest of my time talking about what the Apostle Paul taught us concerning the issue of giving. So what I want you to notice is 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to 7. Here's what Paul writes. Moreover, brethren... We make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of ministering to the saints not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. So we urge Titus that as he had begun, that he would also complete this grace in you as well. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. What grace is he talking about? Well, he's talking about the grace of giving. So here's my point. Paul teaches that giving is one of the graces that we've been given by the Lord. So notice he gives a list of those graces. He gives us the grace of faith. The faith that you have has been given to you by the Lord. He's given us grace in our speech and how we communicate to others. He's given us grace in our knowledge, our knowledge of him, our knowledge of the word. He's given us grace in our diligence to do the things that the Lord wants us to do. He's given us grace in the issue of our love for each other. But there's another grace that he's given us. It's the grace of giving. If you go a little bit further down to verse 8, Notice what the Apostle Paul continues to say. He's talking about the issue of giving. Listen to this. I speak not 
by commandment. But I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. What's he talking about here? Giving is not a commandment from the Lord. So when you come to the New Testament and you come to believers in the church, unlike the children of Israel who were required by the law to tithe in support of the temple system, we're not under that anymore. So now he's not commanding us to give. Rather, he's telling us to give as a test of our sincerity of our faith as a grace. Let's go on. He goes on. If you finish up reading there in chapter 8, you get over to chapter 9, still discussing the issue of giving. He makes this point. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. I'm going to make a couple of points here. First of all, giving is not to be done grudgingly or by compulsion. Remember when I said earlier in this atmosphere of confusion and guilt that we are in, that there is a lot of unbiblical teaching that results in two things, guilt and anger. Why anger? Because they're feeling that they have to do this. Guilt because something else came up and they're not able to do it, so therefore they feel guilty. He's trying to tell us here, look, giving is not to be done by compulsion. You being forced into the issue of giving or grudgingly, oh, okay, I'll give, but I don't really, you know, we're not to do that. Rather, what? Giving is to be done cheerfully from the heart. Giving is to be done because you want to give to the Lord. It's a free will offering from you. That's what it is. And that brings me to the final thing I want to point out here from the teaching of Paul. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, and God is able to make all grace towards you abound, that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every work. Here's the final thing I want you to see here. The Lord is the one who gives us the grace to give. He's the one who supplies. He's the one who gives you the grace to exercise that grace and to give willingly, cheerfully from your heart, not because somebody told you to do it, not because you're afraid that your car is going to break down on the expressway heading to Walmart. He loves you. And he's going to give you what you need to do to live the life that he wants you to live. So giving is to be free from your heart in worship of the Lord. Okay, so let's get back to our question. What if I can't give my full tithe? Well, to be honest with you, for you as believers in the church today, it's not an issue. It's not an issue. God gives you what you need to live. God gives you what you need to survive. And so maybe that month or week or whatever, you had some needs come up that needed to be dealt with. God gave you the resources to do that. Now, I know that's going to make some of you, your hair stand up on the back of your neck. But my encouragement to you is, why is it standing up? Is it because you've chosen to live under the Old Testament law rather than under the issue of grace in the New Testament? Is your giving 
because of guilt or by compulsion? Or is it given freely from your heart? That's what God wants. And to be honest with you, sometimes the issue isn't the amount you give, but that you give whatever God tells you to give with with regards to whatever issue. So here's what I want you to understand. Whenever you have someone telling you that you need to give, you need to tithe, you need to do this, or God's going to do that, recognize what does the scripture say and let that guide you with regards to this issue. Finding Clarity Podcast is really an opportunity to answer questions. And so today, I spent a lot more time than I normally do on this question, but I feel that it was necessary because we do live in confusing times and there is a lot of bad teaching out there. So let us be guided by God's word. Now you say, George, I got a question. How do I get it to you? Hey, a lot of ways you can do it. You can give it to me. If you come to the service, just write it down. You can put it in an offering box. They'll get it to me. Or you can message us through Facebook. Just go to either the church page, Kerbinsville Christian Church, or to the Finding Clarity podcast page and message us there. Or you can reach us in other ways. Just let me know the question, and we'll see about answering it here on the podcast. I hope you have a good week, and we'll look at another question next week that's relevant to your walk with Christ. Until then, take care.